All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 81. So on today's episode, what I thought I would do is go through a whole bunch of breakup advice questions. Now, most of these questions that have been asked, I did like a call out on my Instagram. Most of the questions that were asked are based around romantic relationships, but I think a lot of the advice that I give can also be applied to friendships as well. They are different, of course, um, and I'll go into that a little bit at the end, but you can, a lot of the kind of the theories behind it, you can still apply to friendships, also family as well. There are certain times where you need to cut people out of your life, no matter how they are connected to you, whether it's through blood of friendship group romantically, it doesn't matter. People, and I've said this many times, people don't have a golden ticket into your life. So I'm going to try and get you to kind of refresh that statement in your head and realize that nobody has just free reign and free access to your life just because dot, 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 just because they are like your relative or you've dated for X amount of years or you're now broken up, but they still have access to you because of whatever. So I'm going to go into that and you need to realize that when it comes to access to you, you owe people less than what you think. Okay. Right. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with a story that someone sent me. I'll answer that. And then I'm going to go through a whole bunch of shorter questions that were given to me in the um, in the question box on Instagram and then I'll finish with the story as well. I'm going to try and get through as many of them as possible and of course as usual the ones that were like similar I tried to you know bunch into one question. And what else do I need to say? I'm not even going to go into a weekly update. Um, I pretty much should just ditch these week- weekly updates until lockdown lifts but yeah still working on a bunch of things. Life is good can't complain. So let's get straight into it. If I, if I have time, I'll do a brain fact at the end, but you know what I'm like with brain facts. They, they, you know, I get really into it and it kind of eats into like the 10 minute time mark. And I just want to get as many of these questions done as possible. So I'll see how I go. So I'm going to start, like I said, with the story first, and then I'll do all the smaller questions. Here we go. My ex and I met at high school and have been on and off for five years. About two months ago, we called it quits for good due to irreconcilable differences. He's very supportive in most aspects of my life, my goals, my passions, family, friends, etc. But when I tell him that I have been hanging out with my male friend platonically, he gets jealous and says I wouldn't like it if he was hanging out with other girls all the time. I explained to him that it was platonic and that even if it wasn't, I don't have to explain myself to him And that if he chooses to stay in my life as a friend, he is here to support me and cheer me on, not question me and make assumptions. Since then, we've been great since me enforcing that boundary. But I don't want to feel like I have to hide things like that from him as he is still my best mate. How do I maintain these healthy boundaries with him while keeping him as a friend? Okay. Firstly, he's not your best mate. He's absolutely not not your best mate. He doesn't see it that way. That's for fucking sure, clearly. Secondly, you say, I don't have to explain myself. But you're explaining yourself and you're right. You don't have to explain yourself. So this is what I think. He's, he's, he's not your best mate. He's, he's either a friend of some sort with complications or just an ex. That's what it is. A best mate, well, I don't know what your best mates are like, but a best mate you can tell anything to. And you don't need to be hiding things or censoring certain things about it. If you need to be censoring things from this person, how good a mate are they? Okay. Yes, I do agree that you have the right to keep whatever you want a secret in your life. But I'm presuming that this kind of information is information that you would normally gladly share with your friends. Okay. So yes, 
I'm not saying that if they're your best mate, you have to share every aspect of your life, not at all. But it seems that you are whole, withholding information that normally you could tell to other people. Secondly, if he's jealous, that also shows that he's not your mate. He's a, a grieving ex, okay? And he doesn't see you as just a mate. Of course, the friendship is there, but he sees you romantically. If there's jealousy involved, then that means that it's not purely a friendship. That's how you know that you're truly over each other, when you can truly be friends with each other and see each other with another partner and be like, good on you, I'm actually thrilled that you're happy. I'm actually thrilled that you're happy and it's not with me. That's how you know that you're over someone, where you actually rather than be with somebody else, not you, okay? So if he's in this position where he's jealous, then this is a very fucked up kind of friendship here. And the fact that you then have to explain that it's platonic who cares if it's platonic? What if it wasn't platonic? Who fucking gives a fuck? You are a human being. You have the right to do whatever you want to do with whoever you want to do it with, okay? Whether it's platonically or not. And you saying, I've got to set these boundaries and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. That's all well and good to set these boundaries, but you've got to understand how he is feeling and what he wants out of this relationship. Another thing that I want to add, and this is kind of maybe food for thought for yourself. He said, you wouldn't like it if I was seeing other girls. Is this something that has been raised before? Have you behaved the way he's behaving to you? Have you behaved that way to him? Because if you have, then you don't have a leg to stand on. If you haven't, then you, it just proves how ridiculous he's being. So either the two of you are in the wrong if you both get annoyed. But if you're standing, he's saying, I genuinely don't have a problem with him seeing other girls, but he has a problem with me seeing other guys. Then there's a huge problem here. My advice to you is to, well, A, realize that he's not over you at all. And if you genuinely care about the friendship, you're going to need to create some serious space and let this dude get over you because he's not over you. And you having to set these boundaries, thinking that you guys are best mates when the dynamic doesn't reflect that at all, then it's just going to get worse and worse and potentially ruin the relationship long-term. So if you think that the friendship is strong enough and good enough, then it will survive a timeout, maybe like a washout period of like three to six months, okay? See how you go, but that's what I would recommend. But to keep these things going the way they are when he's clearly still in love with you is not going to be helpful to him. And if he's as good as a person as you think he is, then you owe it to him to create some distance. He's not going to like it, but it's going to do him a world of good. And I actually got a lot of questions about this and I think it's going to be in my list so I can just bring it forward and say it now. But this idea of maintaining a friendship with your ex straight after you break up very, very rarely can you do that seamlessly because more often than not, in fact, in most cases, one of the two still wants to be in a relationship and the other one is willing to move on. So the one that's willing to move on is normally the one that's pushing the friendship because they're like, you're still a fucking legend. You weren't toxic. I still love you as a mate. I just don't want to date you. And the other person's like, oh, I still love you. So I'll hang in this friendship with hope that it's going to turn into a relationship again. So what has to happen in most cases is that the person that is still in love needs some time out away from you. If they are still in love with you and they keep seeing you on a continuous basis and you keep, and you keep um, interacting with each other and being each other's support and all that shit, then that person is going to struggle to move on and is going to avoid meeting other people because they're holding on to hope because you are so available there and you're also emotionally available. And it's a massive trick that plays on the person that's still in love. It plays on their mind thinking there's still a chance. 
that this can turn back into a relationship from being a friendship. Okay. What, what you need to think about is when you're still in love with somebody, you need to start creating experiences in your life without that person that you're in love with. And how can that happen if you guys are hanging out as mates all the time? And like I said, if the friendship is good enough, it will survive. If, if the bond that you have as mates, separate to romantically, is strong enough, you can return back to it later. But the person that is still in love needs like a clean cut distance from each other. And it's not like, I'm not saying ghost them. I'm not saying cut them out. I'm, I'm saying you need to discuss this. As mates, because apparently you can be mates, you're going to discuss it and say, for the for the friendship to survive and for the benefit of both of us, we need to not speak, not use each other as an emotional crutch for the next three months, if not longer, like you decide the time period, but I reckon three months is a minimum that you want to be doing. That person needs to go out and start hanging out with other people, going out without you, having experiences, going on trips, doing shit without you. Okay, they, they want to start to realize that life can go on without you and experiences and relationships can be made without you. And then once they realize that, once they get that excitement back for a potential new relationship or excitement for their single life, then they can circle back and be your mate being like, wow, I've shaken it off. I've had that, you know, um, washout period without you and I'm good. And now I can approach this as a friendship. But this idea of seamlessly transitioning across should only really ever happen if you have children together and there's no other way around it, okay? And even then, even if you have kids, you should be, if one person's still in love, you should keep it super civil and just talk about the kids until you can eventually come back as mates later. Okay, now let's go into some of the shorter, quick fire, what are you, rapid fire questions, I guess? Okay, number one, what do you do when you mutually break up with someone and they instantly date their ex? You do nothing. You do absolutely nothing. You say, bon fucking voyage, um, good times. And you tap the fuck out. You do not contact them. You do not feel the need to message them. The thing that you need to understand, whether you like it or not, whether it's painful or not, everyone's got their own idea of what is an appropriate time to move on. But regardless of what your idea is of what is appropriate, that doesn't mean that it's appropriate for the other person. And you've got to understand that the moment you break up, you don't owe each other shit. You don't owe each other anything. It sucks and it hurts badly. I literally have been in relationships where we've broken up and the other person within a month got engaged to somebody, which means that obviously there was a crossover period. Imagine I was fucking dying in a fucking hole. But at the same time, there was nothing I could say or do about it because it's none of my business. It sucked and it hurt, but it's not my business. What they choose to do when we're not in a relationship. Your job is to focus 100% on you. If, if anything, it's a blessing. That's how I look at it. If someone is able to move on from you so quickly and go back to their ex, mind you, in my position, it also was the ex. They got, in, they got engaged with the person they dated prior to me. Anyway, fucking good times. So the way you want to look at it is if they're doing that, it means that they were never really invested in the relationship with you in the first place. It was never really that. If they can bounce back straight away to their ex, no matter what they said, no matter how they acted, was that even a legitimate true love that you had? Was it even that great? And if it was, do you even want that shit? No. So it actually helped me move on way faster than my previous relationship because I thought, wow, I obviously read this so wrong and it's obviously not the person for me because the way I feel about them obviously was not reciprocated. So what do you do? Especially if it's mutual, 
My answer to that is fuck all. Live your best life. That's what you do. Go buy a fucking ticket somewhere and go on a holiday and celebrate that that person has exited your life because they've done you a favor. Question two, what are your thoughts on having fun with another person to get over your ex? Does it make it easier or not? Okay, I... I don't have a problem with people doing that. Uh, my, my own personal thing, I've got my own way of doing it and it doesn't work for me because as long this is what you want to look at. As long as you're not trying to replace the happiness that you had in the relationship with somebody else thinking, oh, I, I'm starved for happiness. This person's going to make me happy. I'll sleep with them. This person's going to distract me. I'll sleep with them. That's, I think, where it can get a bit muddy and sometimes you can then find that you get even more of an emotional kind of um, cavity, I guess, because you've got that, you're trying to fill a void that can never be filled by somebody else. If you're somebody that can break up and you're doing all this work to make yourself be happy and you're becoming the cause of your own happiness and you enjoy a one night stand here and there just for lols, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you need to understand how you function as a human being. I personally couldn't do that. Because the times that I did, it didn't work. And I, I found myself then all of a sudden getting like thinking about the person that I had slept with being like, was that something more than what it was? Was it this? Was it that? Whereas other people can be like, I can fully detach and I can have a great time. And it's, it's literally helping me create new experiences and I'm having fun. As long as the person you're sleeping with is not a replacement for this quote unquote happiness that you lost in the relationship because you are the only person that can bring that happiness back because you're the only person that can give it to you in the first place. Number three, how do you know when you should break up with someone? Okay, this is pretty hard, especially if you've been with that person for a long period of time, but you have to, there's a few things that, that you should ask yourself. You've got to look at the relationship and think, is the reason why I'm staying here because all the good memories that I'm attached to in this relationship, are they all at the start of the relationship and none of that still exists? A lot of the time we look at our relationship and we look at all the good memories that we have and we spread it across evenly throughout the whole relationship. But sometimes all those good memories were in the first year, two years, the first six months, depending on the duration of the relationship. And a lot of it's been gone, but you hold on to that relationship because you think, but we're so capable of having these good times, even though that era of the relationship has ended and you're now in a new era. So firstly, you want to ask yourself, are all the good things that I would miss about this relationship, things that no longer are happening in my relationship anyway? That's the first one. The second one is you've got to ask yourself, do we add to each other's life anymore? Are we? Do we empower each other mutually anymore? If you feel that you're kind of towing the line or if you feel that that person is kind of dragging you down or, or, or even that you're dragging that person down and then whatever, then that's another reason to really consider ending the relationship because you always have to kind of meet in the middle and always be evolving together. Another reason the way you probably should leave the relationship is if that person, if you're growing too far away from each other in areas that are kind of impeding the growth of the relationship. What I mean by that is if somebody is making all these leaps and bounds and growth in their life and the other person's looking at them being like, you've changed, you've changed, but I haven't changed. If you can't evolve together in, it doesn't have to be in the exact same direction, but in the same kind of arenas, as far as wanting growth professionally, wanting to, you know, create a family or not create a family, all these things, if that's not happening together and one person and you feel that that other person's holding you back because you're evolving and changing, 
you shouldn't feel guilty for this changing because change is inevitable and change is natural. So a lot of the time I think people think, well, I did nothing wrong. You're the one that's gone and changed. So why should I have to change? Because you're the blah, 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 blah. That just means that the relationship has reached an end, okay? Because if someone doesn't want to change, that's a choice, but they can't hold someone else back from changing. You either evolve together or you don't. And in that situation, it's no one's fault. It just, it's reached its end. Okay, number four. How to help a friend who was broken up with suddenly. In this scenario, the best thing you can do is A, you don't have to say much. You just have to physically be there for them. Sometimes it just, sometimes they just want to be around people. It can be very isolating when you've been instantly broken up with. So I would say A, be there for them. You don't have to come up with any great one-liners or anything to say to them. They just need your presence and that is really helpful. Another thing that you want to do is be patient with them, repeating themselves again and again. Another thing is try at the very beginning, try not to offer solutions left, right and center. At the very beginning of someone's heartbreak, they just want to purge out everything they're feeling, they want to say it. If you keep stopping them and intercepting, intercepting, intercepting with a possible solution, it's quite exhausting and draining for this person that probably just wants to let it all out, let all that because... I'm all about intercepting people when they're choosing to suffer. But if it's just happened, this is when they're in their moment of pain and you've got to let them kind of say everything they want to say, feel everything that that they want to feel out loud and just create a safe space for that person to kind of um, vent everything that needs to be said. Then once you notice that they're starting to like calm down, they're not so heightened, then you can start discussing, you know, um, ways to move on as well. Also, no matter how boring that person is or how annoying they are when they're heartbroken, I know I was, where they just repeat themselves a million times, invite them out to things all the time. Even if they say no again and again and again, always continue to invite them out. Don't think, oh, well, they've said no the last 20 times. They're going to say no now. I just won't. They want to at least feel included and that makes them feel supported. Okay. So always keep inviting them out, even if you know what the answer is going to be. And then I would also recommend that you don't sling too much shit on their ex if possible. Try not to talk shit about their ex because it, especially when the when the wound is raw, when you criticize somebody's ex-partner, there's a massive chance that they're going to take that as an insult, even if they don't tell you that they're insulted. It hurts them. They can criticize their ex, but for you to say, they were a fucking idiot, I saw it, they're, they're fucked, they're this, they're that, they then feel like an idiot. They feel like, okay, sick, so you saw that they were a fuckwit, but I didn't, am I dumb? So don't badmouth the ex, just support them. Then in future, once they're getting over it, then you can sling shit on their ex if you want, but not when they're in their hour of need and already suffering. They don't need more people saying that the person they were dating is stupid and that they made a stupid mistake for dating that person, okay? Number um, number five, should you stay friends with your ex? Kind of similar with what I was talking about before, but not but a bit different. I think there's no problem staying with your ex depending on how you broke up and what the reasons are. If you broke up because that person treated you like shit and they were toxic, then absolutely not because if they're a toxic person in a relationship, they are a toxic person full stop and you should not be with somebody that is a bad person. However, if you guys were just good people in general but you didn't work out and morally you guys kind of aligned, then I don't see the problem with being friends with, with an ex. Not at all. That's fine. But like I said before, that whole washout period, let the person that's in love get over the other person. That's the main thing. And then of course you can have a friendship. Number six, should there be chemistry by the third date? I'm, I'm seeing someone who's a total catch on paper, but there's zero flutter. I feel like 
Look, if you feel absolutely nothing and if you are still inclined to want to date other people or see other people, then I would say by the third date, if I'm talking if you, if you feel nothing, then you've got to kind of let it go. You probably don't feel anything for this person and that's fine. But you don't want to be wasting the other person's time either. You don't want to think, I get you're a catch, I've got nothing else going on at the moment, so I'll just date you in the meantime. You're actually doing that person a massive disservice, especially if they're so good on paper. They sound like, like they're probably a really nice person and if they want to date you, they deserve to be in a relationship that is reciprocal, okay? So if you feel absolutely nothing. However, if you're like, ah. Oh, part of me likes them, I do, I do, then my advice to you would be if, if you're arming and ahhing and a part of you really does like them but you're not sure yet, what I would do is I would not see anybody else, give it like a good month and it's like a trial period because dating is trialing someone. So, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about dating someone, you shouldn't be too caught up or too terrified about entering a relationship because a relationship is the trial period. You are test driving this person to see if you want them in your future. So what I would do if you're umming and ahhing, I'd give it a one month red hot go. And I would fucking dive head first and really treat them like a partner, really integrate it into each other's lives and see how it works. If after the month you still, it's like not, then you end the relationship. Because you really did give it your all and you really did try to see if, if that person was for you. Number seven. Should you believe your ex when they say they will change if you were to give them another chance? Well, you've got to ask yourself this question. When you broke up with them, the reasons that you broke up with your ex, were these reasons brand new information that your ex had no idea about? Or did your ex know about this while you dated but did nothing about it until you went and pulled the trigger? Because if you broke up with them and you turn around and say, I broke up with you for bang, 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 bang. And it's stuff that you've never mentioned before. And your ex is like, whoa, I had no idea. Let me change it. Then yeah, maybe you can believe your ex. Maybe they genuinely had no idea and you were just not good at communicating that across. So possibly, but in most cases, this often happens where they've known that your deal breakers, they've still gone ahead and broken the deal and then they dump you. So you call their bluff, you, you, you dump them, sorry, you call their bluff, you break up with them and then they're like, oh, no, no, they didn't think you were going to dump them and they come crawling back saying they're going to change. In that scenario, do not fucking take them back. You are wasting your time. This person is waiting for you to snap in order to make a change. That's not a healthy relationship at all. So I would just, you know, bigger and better things, goodbye. Number eight, how to trust somebody after being blindsided by your first boyfriend that you truly loved. Okay, so how do you move on from that and then trust your next partner You've got to look at trust as something that is yours and something that is felt by you. It is completely something that exists within yourself. How other people behave around you, you can't control. So only you can feel this trust and it's something that you give. Someone doesn't, someone doesn't make you feel that you can trust someone or not or whatever. It ultimately comes down to how you choose to be in a relationship. And I always look at relationships as you give the trust 100% and then it's up to that person through their actions to keep it or to break it. And then you make a decision accordingly, okay? If you, a lot of trust also comes down with how happy you are with the person that you are. Because look at it this way, if you don't feel happy with who you are and you're dating somebody who you think is like this person, I need this person in my life and they they really make my life better, they, they, they make, they, they, 
they make me happy, they this, they that, and you you put so much onto that relationship, then the thought of them breaking your trust is terrifying, right? Because you think I can't be without them. Who am I going to have past this person? Am I ever going to get anyone as good as them? You start having all these insecure thoughts thinking that you can't, you can't have this person break your trust to ruin your life if they break your trust. That's got to do with your relationship with yourself. Because if you turn it around and think you're, you're loving yourself, you love your life, you love yourself sick, boyfriend or no boyfriend, girlfriend or no girlfriend, partner or no partner, you'll be fucking fine. Then it's so much easier to trust somebody. Because then you go in and you just give them your trust. And then if they go and break it, well, too bad. Because th- this is the thing. You never know if somebody has gone behind your back and done something or not. You'll never know. You will never know. It's impossible, right? Like I trust Tyrone 100%. He could right now, obviously I highly doubt it because I wouldn't be with him, but he could right now be cheating on me, right? But I just don't feel that that's what's happening. And I'm really comfortable with the trust that we have. I don't ever have to follow up on him. I could be a whole day and not hear a word from him and be very comfortable and vice versa because I just trust him. Is it possible that he's doing something behind my back? Anything is possible, right? But because the way I look at it is I'm really happy in this relationship. However, if it ended, I know that I would A, recover, B, still have a fucking fantastic life and C, if I wanted another relationship, I could get into another relationship past that. So knowing that information makes it so much easier to trust because I don't have this fear that that person is the be all end all and if I can't trust them, then if they're untrustworthy, then I'm fucked, okay? Trust is internal. Trust has it's all about your relationship with yourself. And the people that you don't trust, you figure out you figure it out sooner, you're calmer, and you just step away. Okay. Number nine, losing your identity after a breakup and strategies for how to find it again. What you need to do is you've got to kind of figure out who you were before the relationship, what you gained in the relationship that you liked, and what you lost in the relationship that you didn't like. For example, a lot of people, my cousin, for example, if you've heard the podcast with Giselle, Shit Happens, I don't know what episode number it is, but it's called Shit Happens. And we were talking about this idea that Giselle in particular, she was this really confident, social, bubbly person all the time. And then after two toxic relationships, well, one of them not really that toxic, but not great. And then a toxic relationship She kind of came out the other end genuinely believing in herself that she was the homebody, that she's the one that didn't really go out, that she wasn't really that social. And everyone, at least in the family, was like, this is so fucking weird because Giselle was like the most social person ever and she was always like making friends at a fucking, like wherever you would lift a rock, she'd make a friend, right? So that's something that she then paused and thought, whoa, 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 what I think is part of my identity isn't. That just occurred in the relationship through, you know, like a, a, a... whatever, like through toxic patterns or through myself getting complacent with things that I genuinely loved about myself and just getting too comfortable and not choosing to grow as an individual in the relationship. So firstly, ask yourself, is there a part of myself that I genuinely liked about myself that I lost? Have I formed a lot of my identity based around what my ex told me I was or based around what who my ex thought I was? Sometimes your ex acts like as if they know you better than everyone else and they know you better than you know yourself. Bullshit. You know yourself better than anyone knows you, no matter who it is. More than more than your partner, your friends, your parents, doesn't matter. You're the one that knows yourself. So no matter what your ex thought about you, no matter what information was given to you, have you lost a part of yourself that truly was authentically you? 
and you kind of edited it to be in that relationship. One of the best ways to bounce back and find yourself again is to locate those things that really were a part of you and to bring them back to the surface and revitalize them. Is it your sense of adventure? Is it that you were like a really social person? Is it like a hobby that you loved to do? Or is it something that you want to do that's brand new that you never felt comfortable doing it in the relationship? It's a really redeeming thing for yourself and for healing after a heartbreak to think, oh, I never wanted to do that when I was in a relationship or I never could do that or X, Y, Z, whatever. I'm going to do it now. When you do it, you kind of honor yourself and you, you give yourself a huge boost of like, wow, I'm capable of experiencing all this shit outside of the relationship. Life is pretty fucking good. It could be even better than it was in the relationship. So that is my advice for that. Number 10, if you love someone one year after you broke up, should you tell them? Um, well, it depends. If you dumped that person and that person was absolutely heartbroken and then down the line you think you've made the biggest mistake ever and you guys were a great match, then yeah, sure. Tell them, see what happens. But if that person broke up with you and they were pretty adamant and then they've never come back to you in that year, probably not. I wouldn't. Personally, I would just be like, well, that person obviously has never come back. They know my number. They know where I live. If they haven't come back to me saying, hey, and knowing that I was so heartbroken, knowing that I loved them, if they haven't come back to me, it's because they don't want to. So I personally would leave it dead in the water. But like I said, there's two possible ways to look at it. Number 11, how to stop moping around thinking of them, thinking of only them. Why do we do this? Well, I think you've got to firstly, if you're thinking about them again and again, you've got to make sure that you're not holding onto any hope. My classic catchphrase, hope is a weak dog. Do not hold onto any hope whatsoever. If you've killed hope, dead, dead in the water, and you're still thinking about them all the time, you need to start filling up your life with brand new experiences. The more you have new experiences and highlight the word new you're going to start to remember these fresh new experiences that were filled with ideally positive emotions, okay? If you're going through the motions of everything that your life was and not much has changed other than the absence of this person that you're so in love with, then of course you're going to be focusing on this lack because nothing's changed other than the fact that that person has left. It's like this whole thing when when somebody goes overseas traveling or goes on a holiday or moves, the person that stays misses so much more because everything stayed the same, but now there's a void where that person was. The other person, of course, they still miss who they've left behind, like even if it's their family, whatever, but they're filled with experiences and they're doing this, they're doing that. You've got to apply that theory to your life after a breakup. You've got to think if, if it's just a void, of course, I'm going to think about them all the time. I'm doing fuck all different. Change it up. Change your routine. Cha- get a new hobby. Change where you work out. Start doing a completely different kind of fucking workout are you happy in your job? Is this maybe the time to get a new job? Like start shaking it up for yourself. And before you know it, that life, not just your ex, but the life will seem like a lifetime away. And if your life is good, you can still make changes to make it even better. Okay. So it's not saying your life is shit, change everything. Just make even better changes. Number 12, how to get over somebody you never dated. This is actually a hard one. And I think a lot of people are embarrassed to talk about it because you never dated, right? It doesn't feel legitimate and it doesn't feel like a founded kind of 
pain in the heart, this unrequited love. But sometimes if you truly were madly in love with this person, especially if you knew them, right, because you do get to know this person so you don't don't just love this random person on the street. You genuinely know the person, you have a relationship, you're just not dating. It can actually be sometimes harder than a breakup because there's no kind of line in the sand where it ended and reasons why it ended and reasons why it didn't work. It's kind of you just have – you've fallen in love and now you just have to stop loving them, right? So what I would recommend you do is if possible, you want to create as much distance as possible just for like a a short time period. It doesn't have to be as long as a breakup, maybe like a month or so. Create as much distance as possible. If you do – if you have a talking relationship, just limit it as much as you can. You want to mute – anything on social media so you're not getting ambushed by like oh I've just turned on social media oh there's a post uh, I can see them you know you want to mute all of that you want to go on a bit of a like a, a cleanse of this person for about a month out of your life and in that time you want to be doing things that are going to kind of you want to replace it with other things that are going to be exciting similar to the idea of like a breakup and whatever you need to start thinking what was it about this person that I loved so much And what in that can I either bring into my life already without needing that person to bring it to my life? And also what can I find about that person in other people? Because sometimes when you really, really like someone, it's, it's all their attributes that you really like. And there's many people in the world that would share similar attributes to this person. So you can still seek out those attributes in other people and not just romantically but in friends as well and realize that that kind of relationship and that kind of friendship and the things that they are can be found all around you if you yourself are willing to kind of be that kind of person. So if you liked their humor, then you yourself want to be, you know, lighthearted and you know, joking with people. If you enjoyed their how ambitious they were, become ambitious. You know, so it's 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 you want to embody the the traits that you liked about the person, but also seek out those traits in other people. And you're going to realize that they're not this be all end all. And there's many, 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 many people out there romantically and not that share those traits as well. Number 13, how to deal with your ex realizing that they made a mistake breaking up with you, but they have already moved on. Okay. So basically this ex of yours is now dating somebody else, but has turned around and said to you, I made a mistake. If they truly made a mistake, irrelevant if you would take them back or not, they shouldn't be dating another person. So if they continue to date that person, then they're not really serious or they have a shit character. They, if somebody is in love with somebody else but only dating their person that they're dating as a safety blanket, that's a fucking flaw in your character and a turn off, you weak dog, fuck off, dump the person, learn to be alone, Have you know, grow a spine cunt and don't date people just because they're a safety blanket. So if I had an ex that was dating somebody and turned around and said, oh, I made a mistake, I should be with you, I'd be like, you're a dickhead to the girl that you're dating. That's what I would think. It's it's just it's poor form, right? It's poor fucking form. So if I were you, if that person is saying I'm ending this relationship and I noticed I've made a mistake, I realized I've made a mistake and I shouldn't have left you, then if you still want to be with them, of course you can explore getting back together with them, but you've got to see that that person is willing to leave the person that they're with regardless of your answer because that shows in my opinion character. If, they, if you were like, oh, no, I'm not into you, they're like, oh, okay, and then they end up staying with this person for a prolonged period of time, fuck off. Oh, hate that weak energy. 
Question 14. Should your close friends remove your ex from their lives? It depends. It depends if they were friends with your ex, like genuine friends with your ex, for starters. And it doesn't it, – and when I say that, I, I'm not, I don't mean do they have had – did they have to be friends with your ex prior to you dating? Even with you dating, did they form a legitimate friendship where they could be friends with your ex even when you weren't there? Like was it a proper friendship? If that's the case, then I don't think that you have control over who your friends are friends with, right? I don't think that's fair. I think that, for example, if – again – using Tyrone as an example, if we broke up, Tyrone is now good friends with my friends to the extent that he hangs out with my friends several times when I'm not there. And so if we broke up, I would never tell my friends, you now can't date Tyrone. I brought him into their lives and they created a relationship. I now can't dictate who is friends with who. I'm not some greater being that has that control. However, if that person wasn't really their friends or if that person treated you like absolute shit and your friends are willing to turn a blind eye to them, like let's say like they were toxic or like awful or narcissistic or, or like just a bad person and they're choosing to still be friends with them knowing what they did to you, then that's a conversation that needs to be had, you know. But you've got to be careful with it because you've also always got to look at it being like I've got to realise that their friendship is independent to my friendship with them and it's also independent to my relationship with that person. That's how I look at it. Question 15, moving on from someone who gives you false hope of getting back together. Um, you shouldn't be talking to them at all. Block them, block them, block their number, block their, like mute them or unfollow them or whatever, do all of that stuff. If they are giving you false hope, you, they only need to give you false hope once for you to realise what they're doing. Like moving on from that, any continued false hope is just so slack. It's so unfair. And the reason that they're giving you false hope is because they want you there as their support. They want you there as a crutch. They enjoy having you there in their life. And to keep you there, they use this bait. They're baiting you to be like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, because they can't, they can't cut the cord. Okay. You have to cut the cord and you have to say, I'm done. I'm not interested, goodbye. And this whole idea of, but what if we're friends? Like I said, everything that I said before about friendships, if you're actually friends, you still need the washout period. So cut them out, at least for a few months. I don't care who they are, cut them out. Question 16, how to stop thinking you won't find someone else or get someone better? This is 100% got to do with your relationship with yourself. It's got nothing to do with the people that you're dating. If you are in a position right now, my advice would be, if you're in a position right now where you think, oh, I'm never going to find someone else, especially if you're heartbroken, I'm never going to, then what I recommend you do is stop looking for a partner. Don't look for a partner. Don't date anyone. This is, you need to put some serious work into your relationship with yourself. And I'm not going to go into the details. Go listen. I've got like four or five episodes purely around self-love and purpose, go listen to those episodes. It's all about reconnecting with who you are and your relationship with yourself. The moment you strengthen your relationship with yourself, you know, A, that regardless if you get a relationship or not, you'll be happy and B, you are worthy and you know it of really good relationships and you also understand that there isn't just one or two or a couple of like scraps here and there for you to choose from. There is an abundance of good people. If you emit this great energy where you love yourself, then people will be attracted to that. So it kind of 
it's ironic, but when you stop looking for it and you really want to work on yourself and your relationship with yourself, everything that you just said changes. Okay, question 17. How long does it take to get over someone? Oh my God, how long is a piece of string? It depends. It depends on so many aspects. But one thing I can tell you is if you hold on to hope, you will prolong that for way too long. If you don't change your, you know, aspects in your life, if you keep doing the same thing and you've just that person's just left your life and nothing's changed, that's going to really prolong. Go listen to Heartbreak Hacks. It's one of my first ever episodes. I've got a few of the heartbreak ones. But it's basically this idea that you need to shake things up and create some new experiences for yourself and you need to get rid of hope. You need to let yourself know that it is fucking done. It is done. If you hold on to hope, you, you still hold on to a completely different emotion, which is grieving the end of a relationship. Okay? So you need to start grieving it. Come to terms with the fact that it's done and then find ways to move on. If there's any way or any actions that you can do that can burn a bridge with you thinking, oh, maybe we can get back together if I behave this way, then don't behave that way. Burn that bridge so that way you literally can't go back and you not, not that you're going to go back, but you don't think maybe this person will take me back, okay? You want to get that idea out of your head. The quicker you do that, the quicker you can get over that person. And I also think that the more you connect with, you know, the whole idea of self-love and confidence, the faster you can move on. Because for me, the, the hardest heartbreak was the first one where I felt like I wasn't equipped and I didn't have the tools and I was holding on to hope and I was just drowning in a glass of water. Whereas after the second breakup, which was way more dramatic and so fucked, I got over it so much quicker because I really had the tools and I understand, I understood that I was capable of being the reason for my own happiness and then I could do it again, but I could do it again much faster. And even though I never loved someone the way I loved Tyrone, I know that if we broke up, I wouldn't go through this horrendous one-year fucking thing where I would have no zest for life. I know that I could rebuild and and be the reason for my own happiness and I could be happy again and it wouldn't be this like endless thing where I'm in pain forever, you know? Question 18, do we really fall out of love? 100% people fall out of love. You fall out of love if once you've broken up, of course, but you can also fall out of love when you're in a relationship. And this comes down to many things. It comes down to are you both working on that spark in the relationship? Are you both working on things to keep each other engaged in the relationship with each other and to um, – empower and encourage each other to be the best versions of themselves if that's kind of diet and it's this monotonous thing where you're not really there for each other anymore then you can absolutely fall out of love with somebody 100% happens all the time question 19 how do you make the decision to break up with somebody without feeling guilty in brackets this is a gaslighter relationship the thing is, if it is a gaslighter relationship, that person is going to make you feel guilty. They have it down to a fine fucking art and you are going to feel guilty. They're going to make you feel like it was all your fault, that everything that that caused the breakup was because of you and that if it wasn't for you and if you worked hard enough and if you fought enough, then the relationship would be good, but you threw it all the way and you this and you that, blah, 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 blah. That's what a gaslighter does, okay? That's what they're going to do. So prepare yourself for it. That's what I would say. Prepare yourself because it's going to happen. You will feel guilty, but you choose how guilty you want to feel. The, a gaslighter's ammunition is guilt. They work off that. That's their currency. So if they can get you feeling guilty, that's how you stay. So they're setting it up in a way that you won't be able to fathom the amount of guilt that you feel, so you stay. 
So you just think, I'm going to feel guilty as fuck. But no matter what my ex says, you have to keep reminding yourself, what they say is cooked. Stop believing it. Start getting back into touch with reality and with people who have a brain fucking screwed onto them and realize that the world does not revolve around your ex and what your ex says. Once you kind of remove yourself from that relationship, you realize, wow, I don't care if my ex thinks that I'm a psycho for the rest of my life. I don't care. And if your ex is a narcissist or a gaslighter, they probably will genuinely believe that you were in the wrong. Let them. Let them. I'd rather have someone think I'm in the wrong while I'm off living my life than sitting in a toxic relationship and then me being right. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. So be happy with them thinking that you're a bad person. Who cares? Be happy with them putting the blame on you. Take it fucking whatever that's on them and leave, okay? Just leave. Okay, and the last one of these quick fire questions is how to stop checking up on their socials and thinking about them. You have to rip the Band-Aid off. You have to do it because every time it's literally like it's oh, – what's, what's, the, what's the name for it? It's like you're a sadist, right? You When have you ever felt good after checking up on your ex's socials? When? When has it ever felt good, right? Never. It never feels good. You see a photo of them having fun. You see a photo of them with – a new partner or a, a, a person that you think might be the partner, then you go insane on a deep stalk. Is this the partner? Is it not? Are they seeing each other? Is, is my ex seeing anybody right now? What, blah, 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 blah. You go insane. You literally go insane and you waste so much time and you end up in this deep dark hole that for the rest of the day or the afternoon or the morning or whatever, you are not productive. You're not focused. You're not in the zone. You're not doing things for yourself and for the benefit of your day and your life. You're just in a slump because you've just seen that. So you have to keep reminding yourself before you go in and check, just think, what what do I want to feel and what am I going to feel if I do this? Remind yourself every time, every time, what am I wanting to feel and what am I going to feel? And stop, stop being, stop sabotaging yourself because that is what you're doing. It is self-sabotage. That is what you're doing. And it's kind of like your pain you know, I, I, and I've spoken about this. I can't remember what podcast it was, but it's kind of that idea that pain, while it's not pleasant, it, it, it's in a way comforting and comfortable. And the reason we have some sort of weird comfort attachment to pain is that while you're feeling pain and while you're feeling that heartbreak, you don't have to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and put yourself out on a limb and make the commitment to start healing and get over it. That takes work. That takes a lot of hard work. So a lot of us, including myself, we've all been there, a lot of us will stay in that pain arena for longer than we need to because the thought of wiping ourselves off, standing back up, getting back into the arena, being vulnerable and potentially being hurt by something new is just unfathomable. So we stick to the pain that we know. But it's not worth it and you are wasting your time. So just think, eventually I'm going to have to cut the cord. So do I cut it today or do I cut it in six months' time? Do I start living my life now or do I start living my life in six months' time? Because it is 100% up to you. You hold all the power and it is power because the moment that you cut that cord, the moment that you mute them, the moment that you stop doing that, you regain some power and it feels fucking good and you you gain self-respect you feel more empowered, but you also start to build up that integrity within with yourself. You know, like you, you hold yourself to something and you follow through. And that is one of the keys to start increasing your self-love, your confidence, your happiness is to 
you know, honor your word to yourself. It feels really good when you do that. So you basically, in a nutshell, the shortened version of that is you need to cut it, cut them, cut it, delete, block, do all of that and have those reminders of how am I going to feel and how is this going to impact my next hour or day if I do stalk them on their socials. Okay, now I'm going to finish with another slightly longer story like I did at the beginning and give my answer to that. Okay, someone that I've been on and off with and is very toxic, moved on to someone else straight away and claims that they're happier now, but she still comes to me for emotional support. I'm in a place where I've set the boundary as I couldn't be friends like she wanted to. However, do you set the boundary again when she comes to you after her parent has died? I dropped everything to be there for her, but she's still doing the same push and pull, accepting my support and help, asking me for things, talking to me and then claiming that her new person makes her happy and puts the wall up again. How do I put that boundary back in place without feeling guilty and selfish, leaving her to deal with the grief and mourning of a loved one because of her behavior and my feelings towards her are impacting me too much? Long story short, how do you put a boundary with a toxic ex who's going through something really heavy without feeling guilty? Okay, firstly, what is this? It's not a relationship that you have with your ex. It's not a friendship. It's a one-way street where you suffer, but you think you gain because you still have feelings for her and you still get to see her, but she gets everything that she wants and more. She gets to have you when she wants to. She gets to feel that you're the support when she needs it. She gets to feel the attention and the love and me, 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 me. And she's got this new partner that apparently makes her so much happier. Okay. Toxic, toxic, toxic. You said, how do I set boundaries without leaving her to deal with the grief and mourning? You're not responsible for her grief and mourning and you are not leaving her to deal with it. You have not created this pain in the first place. So you're not then leaving her to deal with it. It's a horrible thing what she's going through, but you're not responsible. You are not leaving her to deal with anything. She is dealing with it regardless if you are there and if you are not there. Toxic people will turn things around and blame you for not being there for them when something awful happens and put somehow put this weird ownership on you for this pain that has occurred because you are responsible to make them feel better about it. She left you. She has a new partner. If this partner is so fucking great, why doesn't she go to her partner for emotional support? This is a very toxic situation going on here and I'm sorry to say and it's awful what she's going through but you have to cut her off. You have to cut her off because this is just going to continue back and forth. Okay, at the moment she's going through something terrible but then what about in the future? And on top of that, she's obviously not satisfied. You've been trying to be there for her and now she's still, you know, bringing the guilt, bringing the guilt, expecting you to be there and then throwing in your face that she's happy with this partner. She sounds like a very dysfunctional human being and you need to cut the dead weight, okay? She has support clearly because she's got this fucking phenomenal partner that she's with. Good on her. Go to your partner for support. I just don't understand why she's coming to you. The only thing that comes to mind that she's coming to you is because she's toxic and she's a user and she likes the attention that you give her. And this is not just because her parent died. She was doing this prior to the death of her parent. So this is just her character shining through in every situation. She didn't care about your feelings before. She doesn't care about your feelings now. She genuinely believes that her feelings and her wants and her needs are more important than yours. And that 
is not a good place to be. That is not a friend. That is not a partner. That's nothing. That's just a toxic situation that you need to get the fuck away from, okay? This person is bad news. And circling back to what I said at the start of this episode, nobody, nobody has like a fucking wild card free access into your life and with your time. You're going to be made to feel many times, you and a lot of the other listeners and myself and everyone, we're going to be made to feel by toxic people that they that we owe them something. We owe them our time. We owe them our emotions. We owe them our support. And these people will take it and not think that it's an even ground. They'll take it and think, okay, you, you gave me an inch, I'll take a mile. Oh, you gave me a mile? Amazing. I'll take fucking whatever. They're just going to keep going and going and going. They don't see it and think, wow, you're such an amazing person. How did I never see this before? Oh, my God. They just think, oh, I've just got now more access to your life. I've got more access to your emotional resources. Access, access, access. I'm going to abuse, abuse, abuse. Okay? You, it is up to you to draw that line. And in drawing that line, you're going to be met with a lot of people that try and make you feel guilty because they don't like it. They don't like being told no. They don't like having the candy ripped away from them. They just don't like it. So they have a little tantrum and an adult version of a tantrum is emotional blackmail. Okay. That is what she's doing. And that is what toxic people do. When they don't get what they want, they'll emotionally blackmail you and make you feel guilty. So you cave. You need to identify this behavior. You need to identify these patterns and you need to tap the fuck out knowing that they're going to be accusing you, blaming you, saying you're an awful person, saying that you got a cold heart. Fine. Fine. If that's what it takes, fine. Walk away with your supposed cold heart and go and be happy and this person can just suffer in their misery because they're never going to change. With that attitude, they're never going to change. Okay. So stop feeling responsible. Stop feeling guilty. But you need to remove this person out of your life permanently, period. Okay. Amazing guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you were able to take something away from today. I really hope that if I answered your question, that it gave you some insight into that topic. Um, And even if I didn't answer your question that you could get gather from all the other answers, um, something that serves you in your particular situation. I really do appreciate everyone that did write in. I had so many people that wrote in and I really wish I could get through to all of them because there's some amazing stories and some great questions. But of course, I'll do another one of these, you know, in the future and more of the like listener questions and things like that so I can get to as many of your stories as possible. So love you guys so much. As always, you guys, keep me young. You give me life. Keep sharing the podcast. It's honestly, we're going from strength to strength, the podcast, and it's all because of you, and I couldn't be more grateful. Literally, you guys are part of my gratitude list every single morning. I think about my beans and my listeners, and I'm so, so grateful and happy that we all have each other, so I'm thrilled. Um, That is all. So, yes, if you could please – Jump on the Facebook page. We've got some fucking great conversations going on in the Facebook page. Someone was talking about like this, um, if they should be leaving their partner. I won't go into details because if you're on the Facebook page, you know what I'm talking about. But they were talking about should they leave their partner or not and this and that. And they gave they gave the scenario and the amount of comments and support on this post has just been fucking amazing. And if that isn't enough to be like – wow, I've got a community behind me. I can fucking do whatever I want. Then I don't know what is. It was so epic and there's so much of that happening on the page. So if you're not already on the page, please join. We want you there. It's just um, Do You Fucking Mind with Alexis Fernandez on Facebook and then I go in and um, approve. And that is all, guys. I love you so much. And
And I will speak to you guys later on in the week. Remember, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.